0: Welcome back to Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060 and as always online at KDOS1060.com. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortellaro with you up until 1 o'clock today as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays and we're going to pop on out to the KDOS hotline as we're joined by Frank Schwab with Yahoo Sports. Frank, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you doing on this Thursday? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Well, Frank, we have to start here with the Arizona Cardinals locally this morning. They introduced Jonathan Gannon as their new head coach. And, you know, oftentimes we see this uh, where teams go in opposite directions as what they had before. Cliff Kingsbury being an offensive minded guy, Jonathan Gannon coming in from a defensive perspective. Uh, but with Kyler Murray getting the money and the keys to the success, I've kind of been all over the map here on what direction they should have gone. Were you surprised? that the Cardinals went in a defensive direction and a defensive-driven focus for their head coaching position?
1: Um, A little bit. Uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, you want to – the league's own. on a We all know that. It's almost – it's strange when we see a defensive coach get hired, although it happened a couple times this cycle. But, you know, especially with Kyler Murray, his – you know, I mean, he's kind of a little bit at the crossroads of his career coming off the injury – with the big contract, but not really having the results you would like for that contract. So when I looked at it, I thought they would have been more involved with some of the offensive coaches. But I think at the end of the day, when when it comes down to it, and yeah, you're right. Usually teams go opposite of what they had, and you know, personality, experience, offensive defense, everything. They, they they try to go opposite. But I think the biggest thing is just get the best guy. You're bringing in these co- <laughs> these coordinators or assistant coaches or former head coaches, and it shouldn't matter whether he's an offensive or a defensive coach. Uh, if you truly believe in Jonathan Gannon being that guy, and obviously the Cardinals do, then hire him, and you figure out the rest later. It's, it's sometimes I think teams get too caught up in, oh, we need a guy who has experience, or we need a we need an offensive guy. When you just you know you spend a lot of time talking to these candidates, you pick the right one, you, you trust your gut on that, and and there's good reasons to hire Jonathan Gannon. He's been a hot candidate blessed couple of coaching cycles and you know i think he's gonna be pretty good for the for the cardinals going forward and it's just he's gonna have to do a good job you know picking his offensive staff because you know the the whole Kyler murray situation it hangs over the entire franchise at this point
2: as far as uh denver goes obviously you're based in denver you know sean payton's (laughs) the guy um you know, what, what are your initial impressions? How's he make you know, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, better than he was last year? Which may not be very difficult to make him better. Uh, and the Rex Ryan thing out there is there—that's you know, that, an interesting mix if they're together.
1: It really is a couple of big personalities, right? But you know, I mean, I don't know why Rex has gotten this kind of reputation, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, how's this going to work?" Rex Ryan's a great defensive coordinator. Hey, I mean, Look at his record. He he has the top ten defense every single year. Players love him. He's he yeah he's a he's a kind of out a size personality. So he you know whenever it does fail for him, like it did with the Jets, it, he gets a lot of slings and arrows. Right. Uh, but as far as just if you're picking a defensive coach, if you're picking a guy, I want this guy to run my defense. You do a lot worse than Rex Ryan. I'll tell you that. I, I like his style. I like. Uh, again, his track record is <laughs> not flawless, but it's pretty darn good. So you do wonder how it's going to work with the personalities because, obviously, Sean Payton, you know, he's an established guy. He has his ego. Rex Ryan has his ego. But I, I assume Sean Payton has thought that through, too. So I, I like it, actually. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a good fit. I think it's, you know, Rex is, is Ben still attached to the game, so I don't think it's passed him by or anything as he's been on the ESPN set. I think he's going to come in, and, and the players are going to respond to him well. If they do, you know, end up finalizing that thing, and I, I, it's going to make things interesting, if nothing else, in Denver.
0: Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, chatting all things NFL here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Another team, they were first, Panthers getting their guy in Frank Reich. He's now brought in Evero as the new D.C., Jim Caldwell as a senior assistant. Do you like the direction that the Panthers are going, and is it still kind of hingent now upon what direction do they go at quarterback?
2: Yeah,
1: it really does. I mean, you do first things first, and I thought the coaching staff hires were really good. I like Frank Reich. I think he's a good coach. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at uh, Jim Caldwell's resume, and it's—it's. It's, I think it's you know partially because he's kind of a quiet guy, and then have great success as a head coach. But you look at his resume, and you're like, everywhere he goes, they win. They do well on offense. It's—he it, did go to a Super Bowl once, although Peyton Manning probably gets too much of the credit for that. I like I like Caldwell a lot as, as just a coach, a guy I add on your staff. I hope he gets another shot to be a head coach soon because I do think he would have success. I thought that was a really good hire for Reich and then Evero. Yeah, a great season for the Broncos this year. I thought that that was a fantastic hire. There were A lot of teams after Evero to run their defense. Carolina getting him, but that was big. I really thought that that was, you know, a, a real key for Frank Reich. So yeah, you got that part down. Now you've got to figure out the quarterback. All <laughs> like you said, it's not easy. I think that they're going to be definitely uh, one of those teams chasing a trade up to, to draft one of these quarterbacks. I don't think Frank Reich wants to get back on that veteran at the end of his career carousel like he was with the Colts. I think he wants a guy to develop. So they're going to be in that market. But we'll see how that goes because look, they're, they're not the only team looking for a quarterback at this point. <laughs> There's a lot of teams out there that, that need to reboot a quarterback. So the, I think the competition to move up in the draft and trade is going to be pretty
2: fierce. Speaking of quarterbacks and veteran quarterbacks, Derek Carr is out there. Uh, what you know, There's a lot of different opinions of Derek Carr around the world. Uh, what do you think of him as a quarterback, and which team do you think would be the best fit for him?
1: You know, I, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, he was cut, so he doesn't have to wait until we'll start of the league year or anything, And but does he want to wait? Because I think when you look at it – the the key part of all this is Aaron Rodgers. I, mean, I hate bringing up Aaron Rodgers again because all that drama is so exhausting. But if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, wouldn't anybody want to go to the Jets? Wouldn't, if you compare a car at this point in your career, you know you're going to get paid no matter where you go. You want a chance to win a championship, go deep in the playoffs, kind of maybe stick it to the Raiders who, who never gave you enough help, right? The best chance to win a championship for any quarterback on the open market right now is the New York Jets. They just had the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Brees Hall would have won offensive rookie of the year and he had not gotten hurt. They have a really, really good young core, and they just need a quarterback. And whatever quarterback they get, going to be a massive upgrade over Zach Wilson. So I wonder if Derek Carr goes. Like, I think the Saints make sense, and I think that's probably where he's going to end up. But I do wonder if he just waits and says, I want to see what Aaron does, because... If Aaron Rodgers decides and the Packers decide to trade him and Aaron Rodgers, it, you know, that whole thing works out where he's gone from the Packers, I think the Jets are the team that makes the most sense. But if it doesn't, the Jets still need a quarterback, and they're, they're not looking for the rookie route. They're, they want a guy who can win now. I think that would be a great fit for Derek Carr. So I'll say the Saints are probably the most likely, but keep an eye on the Jets because they're the one team that could take the absolutely positively the biggest leap with an upgraded quarterback this offseason
0: frank schwab yahoo sports here on kdos am 1060 in the extra point uh you alluded there to aaron Rodgers, and uh i think he's in the darkness now not quite sure what's going on with that <laughs> but when it comes to aaron Rodgers, are we to the point where let's make a decision sooner rather than later and where is a best fit for him if it's not back in green bay
1: yeah and i think i mean man i can't believe that. We're revisiting history like this, but it would be at the Jets, right? Like, I know the Favre thing. It just it's so weird that Aaron Rodgers frustratingly sat and waited while Favre did his dance with retirement every year, and then Favre ends up with the Jets, and the same thing might happen. What is it, fifteen years later? It's kind of unbelievable, but that I mean that makes the most sense. And you know, I kind of had a sarcastic answer early in the offseason saying. I just think he's gonna come back to the Packers because this is what we do. He just wants the attention, the drama, and then he just ends up coming back to the Packers and that's that. But this does feel different. I think that the Packers have to take a step back and say, We didn't even make the playoffs last year. Our quarterback wasn't as good as he was the past two years, and that's just the truth. He's still fine, but he he took a step back. I don't know here's the question. He's gonna be forty. This is our last chance to get trade value out of Aaron Rodgers, and this is our last chance to get a look at Jordan Lowe. And I, I kind of think it makes sense right now to to pull the trigger on that and just start something new. See what you got with it, with Jordan Love, especially because he does, Aaron still has a lot of trade value. I, I wouldn't trade for a thirty nine, soon to be forty year old quarterback, but somebody will. Somebody's going to give you something. And if it's the Jets, they, they again they're desperate and they could they could envision themselves as a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers. So I think it's going to be the Jets. I really do. If I if I have to to make predictions at this point. I think Aaron Rodgers ends up with the Jets, and I think the Jets are a really,
2: really good football team if, you, if they do land him. Yeah, for the uh, team that just played in the Super Bowl, the Eagles, they've got some questions here. Obviously, they lost the, both their coordinators this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts, did you get a contract extension in the offseason? They've got some veteran players who a couple might retire. They, they've got decisions to make. W- w- you know, what, what intrigues you the most about the Eagles' offseason?
1: Yeah, no question about it. And it's Hurts. I mean, you know, I I remember writing a preview before the season started and saying the reason the Eagles have this loaded roster is because their quarterback has a one point six four million dollar yeah. cap hit. That was I think at the time like thirty one times less than Ryan Tannehill or something. I mean, it's just <laughs> something crazy like that. And gee, look, you can win with a quarterback making a lot of money, but it makes it so much tougher. They don't have A. J. Brown if if Jalen Hurts is in that Thirty-five to forty million dollar a year range. They won't have us on Redick if, if Jalen Hurts is making that much money, which he soon will. And I think he's proven, he showed in the Super Bowl all that that he is a, a top quarterback and he's going to get that money. But it just it's going to make roster building for the Eagles so much tougher. And Howie Roseman's done a great job, and I, he will continue to do a great job, and they might just keep rolling on here. But that whole like, hey, we have to maximize the window of our rookie quarterback deal that's over now. You're going to have to pay Jalen. So that's the biggest challenge. And it's just structuring a contract. We can have a little bit of flexibility for a while and then realizing that, hey, we're not just, we don't have the luxury of going and and trading for a receiver and giving him $100 million. That's that's gone now because Jalen's going to make that money. So just a different set of challenges. But the roster's still pretty well set up to succeed. I could see them. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl hangover hits everybody, so we'll see. But, you know, obviously they will be one of the favorites in the NFC coming in the next season. They had a really, really good year, and, and they can get right back to the Super Bowl if things break right for them.
0: Patrick Mahomes raised the bar yet again with his performance this season and in the playoffs. Of the young QBs in the AFC, you have Joe Burrow, you have Josh Allen, you have Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Who's ready and poised to make that leap to really start to dethrone the Chiefs, and who has the team to make it all happen?
1: Yeah, and I, I kind of wrote a little bit being funny, but what if these guys are all just Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, and Carl Malone, and they just happen to be great players playing against the NFL's Jordan, and they're never going to win a championship? I mean, that's possible. It really is. I, I, it's hard in the NFL to keep winning, though, it, like the Chiefs have. There's one, it's got to be the Bengals. The Bengals are so set up to succeed, to win big, they're good on both sides of the ball. They lost to Arrowhead in overtime, I guess. Or, you know, last play of the AFC Championship game, I should say. So, they're right there. I think that they, they're they set up the best to kind of dethrone the Chiefs. The one team that, that interests me the most is the Jaguars, though. And I to not say that they're there yet, because they're certainly not. But I'll tell you what. The, what we saw to Trevor Lawrence the last month and a half of the season, I think it got... Uh, kind of overlooked a little bit because of the four interceptions he threw in the first half against the Chargers, but uh, he was amazing at times late in the year. You can really see that this is the guy we all thought would be that guy coming out of Clemson, that Uber prospect. So I really am interested in the Jaguars, see where they're heading next. Uh, you know, they, they we'll see how they build that roster, but there's a, it, it, it's crazy how much talent is in the AFC, but. Can they, can they beat the Chiefs? Like, the Chiefs basically rebuilt this year and won the Super Bowl. But if the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, still won a Super Bowl, that has to be so disheartening to the rest of the NFL that that team is so good that they could trade an all-pro receiver and still win that you wonder when, when, how many champions are going to be left for Burrow, Allen, and everybody else if Patrick Mahomes is going to hog them all.
2: Last one for me here in the coaching cycle finally complete. Uh yeah, obviously Sean Payton seems to be number one on the you know the two you know, the uh, the conquering list. He's number one. Uh, is, is there a second best hire, uh, in your opinion from the you know last you know, last few weeks here of the coaching cycle? I, I love
1: the Dominico the D'Amico Ryan's hire because and part of that is the curve of I didn't think Houston Packers were gonna get anybody. I mean somebody would fill the spot, you know what I mean, but I, I didn't think that they would get anybody to move the needle whatsoever. The only thing the Texans, who are probably the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL, except maybe Washington, all they had to offer was, we're one of 32 teams. That's <laughs> it. Like, there's no hope on that franchise. They have bungled everything. But how lucky did they get that one of the top coaching candidates in the cycle, happened to be one of the great linebackers from their team's past and wanted to come back and, and reconnect with that franchise. I mean, if D'Amico Ryans played his career for the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans probably would have hired an assistant we've never heard of. But, I mean, it's, it, it was it's just a bad job. So I thought it was a grand slam hire for the Texans. I think the world of D'Amico Ryans is a good leader, great defensive mind, as we've seen through his San Francisco defenses. I think that If anyone can turn that franchise around, be the adult in the room. Finally, it might be D'Amico. I thought that that was the best hire, just because of what I expected from the Texans coming into this was so low, and they got a guy who, you know, aside from yeah, again, maybe Sean Payton was the best hire of the uh, of the entire cycle here.
0: Last question, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports here on KDUS AM 1060 in the extra points. So it's early. We still have free agency. We still have the draft. So this may be an unfair question as we're sitting here on February 16th. But we saw the Jags go from last to making the playoffs. Are there any teams that have those same foundational pieces struggled but can turn it around that you see early on making that move in 2023?
1: That's a good question. I... I haven't really thought that through. As far as like you know, teams kind of "quote unquote" at the bottom. I'll say this. I mean, not that this is a surprise to anybody, but I think the Lions are going to take a huge leap. I think I'd say the Chargers, but they're in the Chiefs division, so I'm I'm done kind of trying to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. (laughs) That's, That's just that's just kind of dumb. I do think Carolina might be on the verge. One of those NFC South teams. It, the divisions there for taking for the next few years. There's there a lot of rebuilding going on. So I think that they're in that mix. I think Seattle actually is a, a pretty good team, although they just made the playoffs. So I've got to think about that. We'll have to talk later in the offseason when I, when I can finally see how these rosters shape up. But I don't know that there's one team that jumps off the page as this is the team that's going to make that enormous leap because a lot of those teams started to show signs, whether it be the Jaguars, the Chargers, the Lions, again, I love the Lions coming into this uh, off season. There's a lot of teams that already showed those signs and kind of took that one step, and now we'll see if they can make that next big mega step in 2023.
0: All right, I'm making a mental note. Next time we talk to Frank after draft, after free agency, revisit the question, <laughs> revisit the topic. Absolutely. Frank, as always, Very thank fun. you so much for the time with Bob and I. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: As well, I appreciate it.
0: Frank Schwab there of Yahoo Sports.